Welcome to the Fantasy Sports Collective Podcast. This is your host, Jay Wetzel, or Jay Dub, as I like to go by. It's going to be a solo act, just talking uh, on the eve of the NBA Finals Game 1, talk a little bit about the, the Boston Celtics versus the Golden State Warriors. Nice contrast in styles, but actually very, very similar teams. The kind of the upstart um, with the historical legacy in the Celts and the veteran kind of at the end of this dynastic short-term, like near-term era uh, team, but very, very similar. I think uh, many of you out there may not realize how close these teams are. Uh, They were built in very similar fashions and they share a ton, a ton of history. So excited to kind of talk about some of that stuff and just whet everybody's appetites as we get into this this series, which is going to be a great one. So looking forward to that. And uh, let's get that going on the flip side. Let's go. This is America. Don't get you slipping now. Don't get you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. This is America. Don't get you slipping now. Don't get you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. This is America. Don't get you slipping now. Look how I'm living now. So. This is how we're going to get going. So I won't belabor this, but you got two really interesting teams. And, uh, you know, as a as a long life uh, forever Warriors fan, I have to say this is a, a bad matchup for them, I, I believe. But let me just talk, give out some of the facts here. So you've got two of the, the best um, uh, defensive teams. Uh, they, in fact, they had... Uh, Defensive rating this year was uh, 106.9 for the Warriors and 106.9 for the Celtics. Over the course of the year, she had one of the top two defenses in the league here. You've got teams that have split the regular season uh, matchups this year, both winning on the the other's home court. You also have a team in the Celtics who are the only team in the NBA to have a winning record against the Warriors during the Steve Kerr era, era which has been an incredible era. Just to put that in the Kerr era in perspective, he's 89 and 32 just in the postseason. His 89 career records make him the ninth most in NBA history, and he's only coached for eight seasons. He's the all-time winningest playoff coach by percentage in NBA history. Um, further point this point, Kerr's got six NBA Finals appearances uh, as a head coach, which is tied for fourth most ever as a head coach in NBA history. He's tied with Greg Popovich, which is his mentor. It's also... Um, Ode's, uh, I can't even pronounce the Celtics coach's name, but it's his mentor as well. In fact, they trained under the, the exact same person. They both coached at the Olympics last year. There's a lot of similarities. In fact, a lot of the Celtics in the draft talked about, they drafted some of these players, particularly Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, as a as a, as a a counter to what the Warriors were doing back in 16-17 as, as saying, hey, this is how the game's played. We need switchable, big wings who can score, defend, and whatnot. So... It is a fascinating, fascinating series. Let's just talk about some of the, the the core core data points on this. So the similarities, I talked about the coaching staff, the similarities, the owner, Joe Lacob of the Warriors, the primary owner was a minority owner of the Celtics. Um, Kerr grew up as a uh, as a hated uh, Celtics fan. Um, so there's a there's a lot of interesting uh, back and forth, but it's just some of the, the data facts here, um, or some of the facts that'll be interesting. The Warriors have a, a 9-0 record this this at home this postseason. They've also won a, at least one road game in 26 playoff series, which is an NBA record. 
Um, they're the first franchise to reach the NBA Finals six times in an eight-season span since the Jordan uh, uh, Pippen Bulls from the 91-98 phrase, by the way, which Kerr was part of. Um, they're also uh, they're also interestingly enough the third they've made the third most uh, NBA Finals appearances behind only the Celtics 22 um, and the Lakers which also have 32 um, the Warriors have have made 12 um, obviously a big drop off there uh, this is also the first time ever um, or second time ever that a team has had over a hundred games of NBA Finals playoff history under their belt on their roster and they're playing a team with zero so the Celtics don't have a single player has reached the finals there's a little bit of a misnomer there though because the Celtics have a very playoff tested roster between Al Horford Jalen Brown uh, Marcus Smart um, Jason Tatum all of those guys have played in conference finals and played a ton of playoff games so it's not like they're untested in the playoffs it's more they just haven't had the finals experience I think when you get interested you get deeper into this and you start talking about some of the players and the similarities, you know, both these squads were basically built from, from the ground up and, and homegrown. Um, if you look at the Warriors, uh, four of their five starters and, and really seven of their top eight players were, were drafted by them. So in the Warriors case, they drafted Curry, Thompson, Clay, uh, Jordan Poole, and Kevon Looney on the first round. Draymond Green was a second round pick. And then coming off the bench, guys like Jordan Poole, uh, where, where another guy drafted um, along with um, a few other guys, especially the rookies, younger guys like Moody. Kaminga may see minutes. He saw minutes in the last couple of series. Um, and then they're supplemented by guys like uh, Andrew Wiggins specifically, uh, who is traded um, and, and brought in. But a more large portion of the roster was, was homegrown. Celtics, very similar. Uh, you've got Tatum, Smart, uh, Brown, um, Peyton Pritchard, uh, Robert Williams, Grant Williams, you know, good portion of their, their core uh, team is, is homegrown. And they've supplemented that with Al Horford, obviously came from the Hawks, but has spent a long time in a, in a Celtics uniform. Um, and a few other guys, Derek White was a, a spur. So really good mixture of homegrown talent with a, with a select few folks that have been added to make the big difference there. Um, you know, I think when I look at, let's just talk about the matchup for a second. When I look at the matchup, Celtics are one of the few teams that are really switchable and they have that ability to, to kind of play off and, and switch just about anything. They also have a really, really strong defensive mindset. And when I look at the, the matchup, I see a team that matches up well against the Warriors specifically because they can switch everything, they help but they don't need to double. They're not a team that's gonna to have to run two and or get afraid and run three at Curry and give up those easy dunks. You're not gonna see the, the easy layups and dunks by the Loonies, um, the Draymond Greens doing the fake dribble uh, handoff, um, you know, and the, the Wiggins backdoor cuts. I think you're gonna see less of that in this series than you saw in the last two series. And so the Warriors are gonna to have to manufacture stuff either off one-on-ones or switches and just hit a lot more tougher shots. The counter to that, though, is is Boston's offense. It's much more anemic than some of the teams they've played recently. Um, Tatum is a special player, but he does he does do a little bit of hero ball. And when you fall off of off of that, you've got a lot less to fall back on. You've got Jalen Brown can get hot. He's also a turnover machine. They don't have a lot of dribbling, so this is going to be a series. I think that comes down to 
can the Warriors maintain and and have a consistent offensive threat with their brand of basketball, um, which is movement, keeping the ball, screens, um, and really looking for holes in the defense that, that Boston's not going to give them easy looks on? And can Boston manufacture enough offense to consistently score to take those leads and allow their defense to clamp down? Um, I think if, if they're missing shots and the Warriors can get out on the break and or have breakdowns, that's where it's going to fall apart. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting in that regard. I think that the key matchups here are going to be how does Wiggins hold up against Tatum? You know, he did a pretty good job against Doncic. Doncic got his points in, in the in the conference uh, finals, um, but he kept them and made them have to work for it. And that was key. And none of the other guys were able to really get off. He had a couple nights where people would score, but not amazing. So if he can if he can handle Doncic, Clay can can do a good enough job against Brown. It allows the Warriors to really clamp down on the the secondary guys, not give them their open looks, and and I think Boston's gonna have a hard time scoring as well. Um, but this is a tough matchup, no matter how you look at it. And I I think um, you know just to cut to the chase, you know my prediction, my heart of hearts hopes the Warriors have the explosive formula they've really found that that niche and they've played with the confidence where they can keep Boston from scoring and, and make it really problematic but also on their end score enough to make a big difference and and they can win this in five really winning the first two games at home stealing one of the two games in Boston and then winning it in back at home on game five now that's my wishful thinking I think what what more than likely happens is Boston wins one of the first two. Golden State takes one of the two in in Boston, so you got a 2-2 series coming back here. Warriors win that fifth game. Boston wins the sixth game, and then it comes down to a seventh and final game. That's the likely scenario, and I think Warriors can win in seven, but anything can happen then. There's another scenario which I, I could see Boston win one of two, winning both their home games, so they're up 3-1. Warriors have to win game five, and then the Celtics finish them off in game six in a situation where Warriors have to win three in a row to win. Um, I think that's as likely as the game seven scenario, and I think game five is the least likely, you know, Warriors in five. Um, but I'm hoping, as a as a longtime fan, I'm hoping this is a, is a sort of a capper on the, the dynastic reign here, six uh, finals in eight years four finals in six trips to the finals and really puts a capper on this this clay draymond curry era uh, with kerr at the helm um but it could be a new dawn of a new era with these young guys in boston who could win it as well so it's going to be a fascinating trip i'm very excited to to see it kicks off tomorrow obviously to, uh and um you know i think look if you look at the the experts and the pundits they've all got the Celtics. If you look at uh, Vegas and the dumb consumer money, they're they're leaning on the the Warriors. So um, it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be an amazing amazing thing to watch. So I'm excited. Anyhow, I uh, appreciate you listening. And this is a short, abbreviated uh, little pod. I was just hoping to get a little word and uh, words and thoughts in here about the series. Um, it's really gonna come down to that you know that smart on Curry, Wiggins on on. Um, on Tatum, and then what secondary players step up? You know, that will be the difference. That's quite frankly the difference between five, Warriors in five, Celtics in six, and or who wins in, in seven. So it's gonna be fascinating. I can't wait. I think it has the potential to be the best finals in a while. Uh, you get two exciting teams, 
uh, two ends of the spectrum, one young, one, one a little bit more mature. Um, and uh, you've got this big legacy uh, from Boston with this new legacy, kind of merging legacy here in, at Golden State Warriors. So can't wait. It's going to be exciting. Anyhow, if you enjoy this, uh, come on, keep listening, subscribe. Uh, if not, no worries. It's all good. Anyhow, let's go Dubs. Let's have a great finals and uh, wish you all the best. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Before we leave, let me tell you a little something. Uptown, funk you up. Uptown, funk you up. Uptown, funk you up. Uptown, funk you up. Uh, I said, Uptown, funk you up.